Hello, thank you so much for joining me for another Honey Child Podcast episode. I'm your host, Lady Myers, and I am excited that you're with us this evening. Hey, today's episode topic is titled, Who Wants a Clean House? I don't know if you guys remember, um, Niecy Nash had a, I think this show put her on the map and it was called Clean House. And the whole concept was uh, based on her going into homes of people that have been identified as not having a clean house. And she would come in and she would have to identify. First of all, she would walk through and inspect the house and identify, you know, um, rooms and areas that were of real concern And it was really, you know, I guess embarrassing and humbling from the homeowners, but they needed that kind of face to face confrontation so they could have someone from the outside come in and kind of address, highlight the issues that they're having. Uh, That was a couple of years ago, that episode, that show. But today we have it called Hoarders, which is, I mean, 10 times worse than Clean House. But again, I think the concept started back then. I bring that up because a lot of times, um, I don't know about you, but clutter makes me itch. I'm I'm just going to say, I cannot. It's just the, I guess it's the disorder, the disarray, the um, not knowing the aesthetic of it all. It just does something to me. Right. And um, it really I'm not comfortable. So I have to take the time to organize and put things in the place. And sometimes I get late and delayed doing that because it's like, and I don't know if you're like me, but like if I have somewhere to go before I go, I want things to be a certain way. So when I come back, it's in order. I'm not, you know, OCD at all. I'm really not y'all, but I just am comfortable. I thrive. And I'm at peace when things are clean, clear, you can breathe, you can rest. And I understand there's a whole psychology behind that. I'm very much aware. Um, But listen, this is something that, you know, uh, obviously is an issue because there are hundreds of thousands of people who live cluttered lives, who hoard. And, you know, 10 times out of 10, you get to the root of why they do that. There's something that has happened in their life that has triggered them to stop caring and giving up. And there's some level of depression, um, anxiety that they're living with, again, that has not been dealt with. So, um, but I want to go a little deeper because clutter is not just physical stuff. It's old ideas. It could be toxic relationships and bad habits, right? Clutter is anything, you know, that does not support your better self. Clutter is anything that does not support your better self. So ask yourself, do you have clutter in your life? Is is there clutter? Because, you know, we usually focus on the visible, you know, the physical stuff, but You know, those toxic relationships, old ideas that, you know, hinder you are just some bad habits. I was thinking about, you know, today's podcast and I thought about um, this past weekend. I had a really, really, really uh, eventful weekend. 
we celebrated my father's 75th birthday in a villa in Orlando. And it was just beautiful, beautiful. A lot of the family got together. But any of you know that even when family get together, there's still some um, issues, right? Old ideas, bad habits, some toxic relationships. And most of all, um, I want to focus on the old ideas. Because even though your family may get together, that doesn't note that denote that you are truly together. It's heartbreaking. It's it's really heartbreaking um, because we don't realize, even as family, the importance of life, the importance of the unity, the importance of letting go old ideas and embracing the here and the now and the possibility of a wonderful future. Listen, we all have wounds from families. There's no perfect family. You know, um, you could look at the, the perfect family that you look at and think they're perfect. They have issues because we as humans are flawed. And that doesn't mean that you're bad or your family is bad. It just means that we are human and we are flawed. Um, and all of us at some point in our lives have been wounded. You know, that's life. And most times our woundedness or our wound is probably nine times out of 10, not our fault. But guess what? Our healing is our responsibility. And I find out in, in family and families and in any time there's a family environment, whether it's your biological nuclear family, church family, work family, your friends you call family, a community you call family, that there's going to be some challenges, obstacles some impediments along the way that you're going to have to make a decision, make it or break it, that I want to heal. I mean, you can't go through life holding on to old habits. Again, talking about clutter, holding on to old ideas, bad habits that don't serve you. And when I say they don't serve you, they have you stuck, bound, um, you're not growing emotionally. You're not growing mentally. You're not growing intellectually because you're stuck in the old idea, your thoughts. People are trying to bring you into this, you know, new technological age. But these old ideas are keeping you cluttered. You can't see clearly because your old ideas are clouding the path. They're just obstructing the view. You can't even navigate in today's terrain because those old ideas, whether it's not embracing technology, whether it's not embracing change, right? We have to learn that life happens to us all. Rain falls on the just as well as the unjust. That means basically that we have to learn to be flexible, pliable, adaptable in every situation. We can make every plan that we desire, but we have no control over what happens. But we do have control over how we respond. I'm still talking about clutter. God has a purpose even for the pain. God has purpose even for the things that you've gone through. He has a reason for our struggle and a reward for all of those that are faithful. But we just got to trust him. We've got to trust him and turn to him and never give up. And that's part of, you know, decluttering is never giving up. Not most people, when you uh, watch the shows, they have given up somewhere in life. 
They've given up on the idea that life can be better. They've given up on the on 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 changing their habits. Right. They've given up on the habit of 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 um giving up on changing that bad habit. They may have have a bad habit in the way of living or eating or cleaning and they just given up. They just going to keep doing those same bad habits, even though it's detrimental to their health. Mentally and physically, some people, you know, they have all types of cancers and toxicity in the air and they still remain in a cluttered environment. It's detrimental to their health. It's detrimental to your emotional health because they always say physical, the physical clutter is the indication of what's going on internally. Right. And again, that clutter, I know some people that are OCD, like their house is speaking span, but their clutter, there's clutter that's manifested not only physically, but again, bad habits, toxic relationships, keep winding up in bad relationships, unhealthy relationships that are abusive, that are draining, that are counterproductive to their destiny and future. That's clutter. You just can't seem to get out from up under it. It just has you boxed and caged and you're a prisoner. You're a prisoner. Clutter is deadly to your destiny. Clutter is an assignment that has been sent to stifle you, to hinder you, to delay you. Clutter is so bad that It will not only confine you, but it will become your landlord. It will lord over the land, whatever real estate you give it. If you give them a real estate in your heart, it becomes a lord over it. You can't think straight. You just always confuse. You always double minded. That clutter has taken up real estate, even in your thought process. Clutter begins to take up real estate in your heart. You can't make a healthy decision. You can't know if someone's good for you or bad for you. You keep latching on to relationships that are um not what's best for you. For example, you're a giving and loving and kind person, but you keep making friends with people that use you, abuse you, take advantage of you, manipulate you. If you trace your friendships through your life history, you'll find that I always get in these same relationships. That means that clutter is somewhere you have not dealt with the issues of your heart. You have not dealt with those issues. I said you just suppress them, but they are manifesting inappropriately in the toxic relationships. They're poison. You can't just keep thinking of clutter as just physical stuff. Right? People that don't want to change, even though they know that these habits are bad. You know it. Your family know it, your friends know it, but you just refuse to let go of these bad habits. You cook 11 o'clock at night, fried foods, eat ice cream. You know you lactose intolerant. You know you're in the 50s now. You can no longer eat like that, but you keep continuing these bad habits. Know that you have your diabetic. You know that you have high blood pressure. You know that, you know, um, you're overweight, so you have all of these chronic conditions, but you can, won't break the bad habits of how you eat. But you'll pop a pill to make you feel to keep those symptoms at bay. But that bad habit, that clutter of the way of thinking, that you just keep doing it because I just been, I don't know how to stop. It's a habit. 
You can, just like you started it, you can stop it. Clutter is our enemy. Do you not know when there's a lot of clutter, whether it's in your basement, your home, or outside of a neighborhood, rodents live there. Roaches thrive there. All kind of snakes and, and things that shouldn't be among you are there. Why? Because they can hide. They make a nest and you don't even realize it. You're just sleeping with the enemy. Using that figuratively. That clutter is just, you know, you just, it becomes just a part of your life. It becomes a part of your environment. It becomes a part of you. So much so when people try to declutter, hence hoarders, I can't, I, people like, I can't part with that. I can't let that go because it's become a part of you. No matter how, uh, how, um, unproductive, um, how, um, negative, how deadly, how toxic, how wasteful it is. You hold on to it because it's become a part of you. I share that because unfortunately this weekend, you know, when all family was together, like any other family, you know, there's still underlying issues. There are underlying issues that yet to be addressed. You can't make people want to heal. It hurts. It's sad, but it's a real reality. You can't make people want to move on. And that's hurtful because these are people that you love and people that you want to have a relationship with. But you can't make anybody want to have a relationship or want to heal or want to deal with the issues. Here's another thing that clutter does. It masks the real issue. How many times uh, for those of you that have watched Hoarders and for those who that may have not, when they finally bring in a cleaning crew, it costs you more in the end. Not only does it cost you your life, your health, your strength, it costs you financially. They have to pay for people to come in and haul off dumpsters and have to pay for teams to come in. There are all these people that have to be, you know, in hazmat suits sometimes and, you know, organizers that have to be paid and volunteers. And just, just, I'm sure it's astronomical. Not to mention you always, these people always run the risk of losing their place to live. So now, you know, as a result of not decluttering um, the emotional, the mental issues, it's manifested physically, right? And so now by the time you're threatened, these people are threatened for residence. They're going to be homeless. And, you know, all these things come down to it because they've been fined numerous times and they just won't get it together. So now they're forced they're forced to confront themselves and the issues and nine times out of ten even confronting the issues doesn't really uh determine that they're healed there's still some aftercare that's necessary but i bring that up to say after they go through the whole cleaning process they usually find the walls the floors the plumbing systems so much of the infrastructure of the home has been damaged because clutter has blocked the reality of the damage. It has blocked the, the um, I'm trying to say, blocked the degree of the damage. They'd never seen it before because the clutter was on top of it. But when they finally clear everything out, they really really get to the, the, the nuts and bolts of things. And it's not pretty. And sometimes they can salvage homes and there's sometimes they cannot. 
In order to declutter and to heal, we have to take off the mask. We've got to take off the mask. There's no way that you can heal without that wound getting air. The wound has got to get air. There's no wound that can stay closed up forever. The mask has got to come off. It needs air. You can't heal under a mask. Wounds need air. Come on, you cannot continue the way that you've been. You cannot continue in a cluttered lifestyle because you're going to get the same results and you're never going to get healed because you won't allow the air to come in. You won't allow the freshness, the clearing, the making room because air has to circulate in order for you to feel it. Come on, there's got to be because I'm from the city and when there are a lot of buildings, tall buildings, it blocks. I mean, of course, air gets through, but it does block things. But when you open up your window, you have a clear passageway. Um, I used to have an apartment and they were I was like a um, from front to back. We had windows and it was this walkway. And after I would do my Saturday cleaning and the house was smelling like pine salt and I would open up the windows on a fresh spring day and the front and the back and the air would just flow. And it was so uh, refreshing and life giving and it just represented all things new. The breath of God, it represented all things new. It represented life. So when you don't allow your life to be decluttered, you're not really living. You're not living. You're stifling your growth. You become retarded in your progress in life. Emotionally, you can't connect with people because now the clutter again has caved you, has caved in on you. It's become your friend. It's become your confidant. It's become your safety net and no one can get to you. So what started off as neglect has now become a part of you. But how many of you want a clean house? How many of you refuse in 2021 to continue to live in the state that you've been in? How many of you have said, you know what? I am to know me is to think that I have a clean house. I keep a clean car. I dress. I'm clean. Thank praise God. Amen. Um, I got clean clothes and I, you know, I keep my teeth clean and my grooming is clean. But if you would not know that I'm obsessive about that externally, because inside of me, I'm a jumbled mess. Oh, yeah. Sometimes, you know, it takes real discernment to peer through those that look like they have it all together. Because the, the incessant control to appear that they have it all together denotes that there's something that they feel they're unraveling at the thread. But in 2021, I dare you, I double dog dare you to do the hard thing and lift up the the air, allow the air to get in that wound, to take off the mask, to admit, yep, the clutter is, is more internal. I don't know. I have this pathology of just keep getting with abusive and toxic men. I don't I don't know. I just keep, you know, I can't seem to get along with none of my family members. My children, my mother, all of, we all, you know, just baby mamas. 
There's a pathology there and we have to stop it and we have to identify. We just can't keep on with these bad habits. Mama had all these kids out of wedlock. Daughter got a bunch of kids out of wedlock. Don't nobody know their baby daddy. Come on. My grandma lived in the projects on welfare. Mama lived on the projects in welfare. Baby girl lived on the projects in welfare. It's a pathology. It's habits. It's It's just some clutter somewhere. And somebody has to be willing to stop this cycle and declutter. Again, you're not responsible for who wounded you and how you got wounded, but you're responsible to heal. Oh, yes, you are. It's nobody else's responsibility because they may never say sorry. They may never want to get it right. They may never own up to what they did. They may may keep coming in your presence, smiling and laughing and joking and secretly hating you. That's a reality. They may secretly be jealous of you and smile in your face and, and, you know, knowing that they have no intention of getting it right with you. That's not your responsibility. You have to make sure that you heal and keep your heart pure and open and receptive to the time where healing may come. You have no control over anything anybody does or says only in how you respond. And in 2021... I refuse and I challenge you to refuse to allow cluttered lifestyles to dictate to you any longer. Refuse to allow people with cluttered lifestyles to dictate to you how you're going to live. Because they'll try to project things on you that are existing in them. Because it's too painful to really deal with those bad habits and old ideas. If I met somebody that they still talk about things that's just passe, like that is so 1980s. Like, what what are you talking about? They talk about things that happened to them when they were seven and now they're 62. They just, you know, it's like evolve. That's clutter. But make up in your mind that. You will not allow another minute of your life to be dictated by clutters of others or the clutters that you create. It's not healthy, y'all. We're still in a pandemic. We're still striving. And it's time to make room for new. Clutter limits you because What I've observed on these shows where people that, you know, hoard and have clutter everywhere and debris and just live in a state of constant depression and um, filth and neglect. Even when they buy new things, they don't know where it's at. It's like new mixed with old. It, It has no value. The value has decreased automatically because you have it mixed in with stuff that's contaminated. That has been you know, damaged by, you know, the likes of roaches or rodents or and other animals, hair and feces and the stench and the reek of, of just, I mean, odors that's just from hell. And they still try to hold on to it. They go, oh, this is, I bought this yesterday. They can't even um, identify that this has no longer, has no more value. All they see is the price tag. 
Clutter obstructs your view. It, 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 it just robs you of your ability to see things clearly. God has been blessing you and keeping you, making the way, but you're so cluttered. All you see is what you don't have. All you see is that your back hurt. All you see is that, you know, I, I have a mind, I suffer with migraines. All you can see is what's not a clutter prohibits you from seeing clearly. But when you start decluttering your life, you have a but God praise. Oh, yes, you will. You have a but God praise. This weekend, my family members, uh, while we tried to have a celebration for my dad, uh, unfortunately, there was a head on uh, head on car collision. And thanks be unto God. Everyone was able to be discharged from the hospital safely and was able to return to their several destinations. That was a perfect example of a but God. We could have harped on what should have, could have been. And, you know, the whole weekend was, you know, plans were turned topsy-turvy. But God, we were able to see the truth of it all is that God spared their lives. We could have been going to four funerals. We could have been laying to rest and planning all types of tragedy, tragedy. But God, we were able to see through the debris of the car that was crashed. And we were able to see through the clutter of waiting in the hospital all day. We were able to see through the clutter of our plans of, you know, having activities and going to Disney and having a pool party and a fish show. We were able to see through all the clutter and yet give God praise that everybody's in the land of the living, living. So a clean house is not just a clean house. It's cleaning your house, your internal house. It's cleaning your mind, getting your thoughts right. Sitting down and acknowledging, I need help. Maybe I do need to talk to somebody. Maybe I am not the all be all. Maybe everything that happened to me, it's jaded. My perspective is not clear. Because I get it, your perspective is your reality, but that don't make it truth. And cluttered lifestyles and cluttered people, they make their perspective Bible. And they can't see and they can't hear clearly. And so they're hostage to things that happen to them instead of taking responsibility to heal. Make a choice in 2021. To have a clean house. This is Lady Myers. Until next time, be well.